This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy Friday, Saints and Pelicans fans. This is the Black and Blue Report with your two co-hosts, Bree and Cassie. And it is Black and Gold Friday, uh, presented by McDonald's. So if you use the hashtag Black and Gold Friday and post a picture of yourself wearing black and gold, the Saints might retweet it. Ain't that right, Cassie? Yeah, or you can put them on Instagram. <laughs> we'll get a little like Instagram slideshow probably later today. I always like seeing like fan photos on there. It's a lot of fun. So we're getting excited for that 12 o'clock game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Sunday where the reigning NFC South champs, the Panthers, are coming to town. But they, They're that one team, and four. Yeah, so. that team looks a little different <laughs> this year than that team that was in the Super Bowl last February. So I know. It's going to be – it'll be an interesting game. One and three against one and four. Division rivalry going on. It's a weird thing for me to see the Saints and the Panthers at the bottom of the NFC South. Yeah. Because you I have agree. the Falcons, who, like, nobody likes, and then, like, the Buccaneers at the top of the <laughs> NFC South. Like, I feel like it's usually Panthers, Saints right there at the top. This year, right at the bottom. Right. But, but you there's know, still time. Early. There's it's still time. <laughs> like Jim Moore said, 13 more games at this point, a little less than that. But there's still plenty of season to turn that around. Saints yeah. coming off a bye after that first win at San Diego, that 35-34 dramatic kind of comeback there. Yeah, awesome game. Yeah. I loved it. But hopefully that bye week, I mean, we have that momentum going into it. We have been able to recover the guys that are a little banged and bruised up. Plenty of time to recover. Plenty of time to prep for this game coming up on Sunday. And then the Carolina Panthers just had a loss against Tampa Bay on Monday night. So they've not only lost in the division, but they have a short week to prep for this. And we're on home turf in the Superdome. So I think it'll be a great matchup. Very true. That that Panthers loss kind of stinging a little bit for them it was a seventeen to four last seventeen to fourteen. Excuse me, last minute loss there. Buccaneers scored a field goal to take the win. They're one and four, but you can't really underestimate that team either. True. Three time reigning NFC South champions, just coming off a Super Bowl, but they've also been plagued with injuries, kind of like the Saints. Saints luckily have extra time to recover, which I thought I was kind of worried with the bye week being that early. But yeah. it kind of came at a good time. Definitely. Yeah. We, we used that extra week well. And even some of the guys that aren't coming back this week, just that they had another week sort of to rest and prepare, maybe we'll get them back sooner game-wise than we would have if we had a later bye. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's also that that danger of if Cam Newton's going to play, he's recovered it's from looking that like concussion. He, is. Yeah. he practiced yesterday on Thursday, and he had a limited practice on Wednesday. So we might see some of him coming back, and that could be a good challenge for our Saints defense as well. Yeah, the Panthers also looking to get Jonathan Stewart back on Sunday, mm-hmm. so that run option there is going to be much stronger for them than it was Monday having Derek Anderson, who's kind of more of a passing guy. Definitely a dual threat offense there when you have a guy like Cam Newton who can run the ball himself, also has a great arm. Right. It's definitely going to be a challenge for that Saints defense, but hopefully, be- hopefully we have that home field advantage, especially because the Panthers returned some of the tickets for the game. So if oh, no. you're if you want to still get your tickets, there are some available. I think 
if you want to hang out in the visitor section with your Saints <laughs> jersey and just be really obnoxious to all the guys who are wearing those Panther jerseys, I say we go out and buy those. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, turning a little bit into Thursday night football, last night the Chargers finally won a game. They beat the Broncos 21-13. to They came out with the lead and actually held on to it, unlike what has happened in their last couple of games. Yeah especially the one against the Saints. I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> there was a good baseball game on last night, too, mm -hmm. the Dodgers National Series wrapping up. And I thought it was really interesting. The Dodgers brought back in Clayton Kershaw, who pitched on Tuesday. Very right. quick turnaround <laughs> for a major league pitcher to close out that game, and he did. I watched the game Tuesday, having seeing him versus Nationals, really strong hitter Bryce Harper. It was like a classic pitcher hitter duel. I loved it. Great game. I'm sad to see that series go, but I'm sure Dodgers yeah. Cubs will be good as well. No, all you Cubs fans, you're going to be playing the Dodgers tomorrow in game one. So that should be. It's, I love this fun. time of the year when you have football, you have baseball and, and basketball, basketball coming up. It's like the best. Cause you have all of them. Like there's always sports on your TV. Plus hockey just started as well. True. So great time of the year. So we're still looking forward to that Saints Panthers game on Sunday. Yeah, I'm wait. also, I have a question for you because you, you grew <laughs> up in coming. North Carolina, uh -huh. didn't you? I know you went to I Duke. I did. So you were a Panthers fan. I'm going to say that I currently have no football <laughs> allegiance. I'm a Pelicans uh -huh. employee. I'm going to be at the game Sunday and I will be wearing black. <laughs> and I will be happy no matter the outcome. I'm just hoping for a good game. Uh -huh. I am excited, though, to see... One guy that I really enjoyed watching is Kelvin Benjamin and for the Panthers. And last year, he tore his ACL as a rookie. But him and Cam Newton had this really good dynamic kind of going. Um, and he there was a game this season where he had, like, no receptions, and they said that wasn't going to happen again. So I think that's one for Saints, play, Saints fans to keep their eye out on. You're going to look – if Cam Newton's playing, expect him to target Kelvin Benjamin a lot. Mm -hmm. And he's a big, tall, wide receiver, so that's kind of a struggle for, like, most defenses to handle when you have a guy that has, like, that length who can – jump up there and get those passes but John Kuhn also was an unexpected weapon for uh, us in the yeah. Chargers game so three touchdowns right? which is awesome I mean that if you, you weren't a John Kuhn fan before <laughs> like if, you, you definitely are now I mean great acquisition from the Greenway Bay Packers absolutely he did awesome the first three score performance for a saint since 2012 oh that's a fun fact it is a fun fact I got okay. one more fun fact for you Ooh. Okay, Saints are 10-1 and one in the month of October at home since 2009. Wow. So I like that. That's, I like good. That's good odd. Mercedes-Benz Superdome, definitely a strong home field advantage. So if you want to buy those tickets, there are still some available in the Panthers section for that game. It's on Sunday at noon in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So we got to get everybody together, all the Saints nation in there, so we can cheer on the Saints to another victory. So we're going to have some more Saints-Panthers analysis coming up for you in the rest of today's episode. We're going to hear from Zach Streif. John DeShazer did a one-on-one -on -one interview with him earlier this week. And we're also going to hear from former Panthers player, our safety, Roman Harper, who was with the Panthers for two seasons, including the Super Bowl season after he was with the Saints previously to that. So he's going to give us some analysis into Cam Newton, what it's like being his teammate, and give us some little like behind-the-scenes Panthers tips Some and insight. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we're going to hear from, I did talk to Jen Hale earlier this week, and she's going to give us some insight into the 
um, matchup between the Saints and the Panthers. She's covered both teams so far. So she has some really good analysis for us as well. So stick around. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Have a once-in-a-lifetime experience at a New Orleans Pelicans home game. Get up close and personal with seats that put your feet on the hardwood and sit you within arm's length of NBA superstars. Pelicans floor seats are now available and come with access to private hospitality during the game, plus invitations to exclusive team and premium events. It's the best way to experience NBA action. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com and score your seats today. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us October 26th through 30th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of fresh, delicious 100% natural chicken. All to raise money for Friends of Children's Hospital. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. So next up, we're going to hear from Zach Streif. Um, John DeShazer did a one-on-one interview with him earlier this week, so he's going to tell us some of his insights into Sunday's Saints-Panthers matchup. What unique challenges does this defense present? You guys see them all the time, but what unique challenges do they present? Well, I think, you know, this team starts with their with their front and, and uh, the, their guys up front on the D-line. Uh, it's as big and tough physical as a group as we play all year um and it, for me you know with them it really starts there it starts with their d-line uh, a couple of really big talented d-tackles um kind of have a group of guys that can rush on the edge and makes it very hard to get to is is probably the best linebacker tandem that we play all year so um you know those guys get to run and be free because they got some 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 horses up front that that really do make it tough and uh you know, it's a challenge every time we play them. When you see a team as much as you see these guys, is it really, I guess, come down to I guess the execution of it because you know so much about each other? I think so. I think it's, you know, I'm sure from a coaching perspective it's a little bit different in terms of, you know, scheming against somebody so much. You know, if you play chess against one person 20 times, you know where they like to attack you and how they like to do things, and I'm sure that's the case for them. But I think for us up front, you know, you do know guys, and it comes down to technique. And, you know, it's, I mean, look, I've played against Charles Johnson 15 times. You know, I, I know the guy. I know what he wants to do. I know how he wants to rush me. And, and yet, you know, that is the, that's the struggle is he's a good pass rusher, and, and you got to uh, play your techniques and, and, and be, you know, technically sound. And I think that's for all of us up front. 
they've got good players, and, and we have to block them. We know where they're going to be, but we still got to block them. Yep. 30 plus run attempts against San Diego, even though you guys didn't get the yards you want, you got the attempts you want. How important is that to, I guess, keep it balanced against a team like that? Well, I think really important, and, and really for the last uh, couple years, I think, uh, playing them, you know, it's been a focus. You know, we want to go in and, and be balanced, and we do every week, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I've heard the expression uh, for D linemen that you have to earn your pass rushes by being good in the early downs. And, uh, you know, for one, this defense has done a great job of that. We, we watched the third down cut up, and there's three times as many third and seven to tens as there is four to sixes, you know, and, and they've gotten teams in those situations. And so obviously that balance is important because they're talented pass rushers and uh, you don't want to end up in a game where you're having to sling it 50 times to beat them. Yeah, and, and, yes, statistically they've been a little bit down against the pass. Now I guess the Atlanta game kind of warps that a little bit. But, you know, how, how important is I guess, for you guys to be able to get your passing game going because you've been so successful here in these, in these two home games averaging 400 yards a game. Well, yeah, again, I, I think you're right in that – you know, numbers can be skewed a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know, Atlanta got after him pretty good in the passing game. And, look, at the end of the day, I know this, as an offensive lineman, that front is as good as it's been. Um, and, and it's going to be tough, you know. And, and yet, you know, you can have all the, the talent on the outside as you want, but if you can't protect your quarterback, it's going to make it real hard to get him the ball. And, and for us up front, that starts with being in manageable situations, you know, being in third and shorts. And that involves running the football well in early down, so that'll be a big challenge for us. And that was Saints offensive tackle Zach Streif in the locker room late yesterday. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Roman Harper, who was a former Saint, then he went and played for the Panthers for two years, and now he's back as a Saints safety. We're so glad to have him back. So let's hear some of the words that he has to say since he's really familiar with both teams. Uh, Roman, going against your former team, um, what intel can you offer this team? Um, well, you know, I do know this team that we're playing very well. Um, being there for two years, I know the identity, you know, the, the personnel and the things that they like to do, the things that they believe in. So um, I got it's a unique situation for myself. Uh, a lot of these guys I'll call friends that I'll have for, that'll be friends with me for life. And uh, so, like I told this team and I've told everybody, I'll give them as much or as little of the information as they want. Um, I'm just here to help this team win uh, win games and whatever that takes, uh, line up with the field or helping them uh in the, in the classrooms and things like that and uh, the, the things that we'll see or face. What do you make of what their secondary has gone through this year since you left? <laughs> I mean, obviously some ridicule, but, you know, I mean, it has to all work together hand-in-hand hand on all three levels. Uh, I'm not just sitting up here particularly calling anybody out or saying what it is. You know, I, I haven't even really watched them like that. So, um, I mean, obviously they had some struggles and some different things that they haven't done in the past. And I'm sure uh, McDermott and, and uh, Coach Wilkes will, will definitely get it right. Um, I know I know who they are as people and as coaches and they're prideful guys and they're going to get it right. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, they don't accept mediocrity or, or, you know, that this guy's not here or that. There is no excuses there. And uh, at the end of the day, they, they come out there and they prepare the right way and they go out there and try and win games. You played against Cam, then with him, now against him again. What unique perspective does that give you? That I, It's actually so much better because I've actually seen him grow up as a player, as a quarterback uh, from college when he was at Auburn to coming into the league where, you know, you wanted to keep him 
in the pocket because, you know, you didn't think he could actually beat you throwing the ball to where now you have to make sure you, your coverage is tight. He understands different coverages and uh, different understands the way teams were trying to go against him to where he's so effective with throwing the ball and uh, buying time with his legs when he needs to and not just using that as a skill set, but just, an, uh, you know, as a necessity, though. And uh, so he's, he's so much better in the pocket awareness and uh, understanding what defenses are doing. So I, I've seen him grow. And the best thing about being there is that I actually got to know him as a person and, and understanding how good of a dude he is. He's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. He's such a loose-flowing guy, and he's always joking, and he likes to hang loose. And it, it, it's just really being um, how great of a teammate he is and all the things that he does for that locker room where it comes to presence and, and other things like that, surprising guys and always taking care of guys. Uh, he's one of, the, one of the better teammates you'll find. So what is the formula for slowing him down now at this stage of his career? I do not know. Um, you know, the biggest thing is really just trying to make sure he's not comfortable, um, trying to rattle him as much as you can. Um, I think other teams are really kind of trying to put a formula out there of what it takes to try and beat this team. And uh, we have to try and implement that in some shape or form in our own game plan and kind of mold it to what we like to do and uh, be effective on Sunday. Knowing him as you do, do you expect him to be hesitant in any way to avoid shots to the head? No, I mean, Cam, when Cam's in, he's in. And, uh, you know, he's going to have his design runs. He's going to have his thing. and He's going he's gonna to be himself. He can't help that. And that's why they probably didn't play him last week. And at the end of the day, he uh, – he has to be himself to, for that offense to be effective. And when he's in, he's got uh, to play like himself. Greg Olson seems to be getting better every year. I mean, how does he impact the game? Uh, he's, such, he's such a good route runner. He's so savvy. He's so good. I mean, he's more athletic than you get him. He catches everything. And the best thing about me being there for two years that I saw him do it every day in practice. The way he works in practice is the same thing you see on Sundays. Uh, the catches, the, the hard work, the, the separation that he creates on his routes. Uh, it's an everyday thing for Greg. It's not like he just shows up and like it's a, a wow factor or a surprise by anything he does on Sundays because he puts in the work and the time throughout the week, whether it's in the weight room, uh, in the classroom, or on the field. You can cover him, can't you? Well, yeah, man. Yeah, I have before. So, I mean, I'm not scared of Greg, but, you know, he, he's definitely a viable target. Take us back. I mean, why? I, I wasn't here when you made that. I mean, why did you? go to Carolina and how weird was it at first why did I go to Carolina I needed a job <laughs> and then uh you know it was it was an awesome opportunity you know it was just uh being there for two years uh being in the same division made it a lot easier that I know this I know all the teams in this division and uh it was an easy transition for me uh going to Charlotte was awesome uh, the fans up there are great uh kind of seeing that whole team that organization turn around and being a part of that was something special, something I'll always cherish. And uh, and I've told everybody since day one, that's probably some of the best things, uh, probably one of the better things that's ever happened to me in my life and in my career, on and off the field, was going to Carolina and seeing the different aspects of life and what other cities are like and how uh, other organizations work and seeing how, you know, you can see it's more than one way to skin a cat. So um, success can be bred and, and, and sought after in many different ways. And uh, the way we did it in Carolina was so different than the way we had success here. And being on a 14-0 team was something I'll always remember. It's my best season that I've ever been a part of uh, besides uh, winning Super Bowl. So so a good behind-the-scenes look there from Roman Harper about what it's like to be Cam Newton's teammate. Coming up, we're going to hear my interview with Jen Hale from earlier this week. Jen will not be at the Saints-Panthers game this Sunday, but she'll be covering Falcons-Seahawks for NFL on Fox, which will be a 425 game. So once you're home from the Saints game, you can tune into that. Definitely going to be an interesting matchup 
think a lot of us would like to see the Falcons go down at yeah. Seahawks. So come on, we'll stay Seahawks. tuned to that. Rooting for you. <laughs> Sunday, everyone is a Seahawks <laughs> fan. So we'll hear some analysis from the Saints-Panthers game um, from Jen as well since she's covered both teams. So stay tuned for that. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Hi, it's Mark Roaming. When I'm not announcing First Down Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Cassie Calvert, and I'm joined by NFL and NBA sideline reporter Jen Hale today in studio. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Always a blast to be here with y'all. So you're in your sixth season as a sideline reporter with NFL on Fox. You're with that NFL on Fox crew that includes play-by-play announcer Chris Myers and analyst Rondé Barber. What have been some highlights for you in your sixth season? Oh, wow. That's a hard question. It has been such a great ride. Um, I always don't tell my bosses at Fox, but it really isn't like going to work every day. (laughs) I love it. Um, The travel, the people that you get to meet, uh, I guess some of the games that definitely stick out. Um, Of course, most recently being able to have the Saints when they were in San Diego and having Drew get that win his first time back in in Qualcomm. That emotional post-game interview I'll remember forever. I had a game three seasons ago in Baltimore. It was a snow game. We probably had, gosh, six to eight inches of snow on the ground. They had to keep coming and clearing the lines for players to see. And we had five touchdowns in the last two minutes. Wow. So literally all I did was run laps around the darn field, <laughs> changing the post-game interview because each touchdown swayed the final score in favor of the team who who, who uh, earned it. So, gosh, it's just been so much fun. We, we've done a game in London uh, it's definitely something I'll remember my whole life. So you talked about that post-game interview at San Diego last week with Drew Brees. How do you, in a moment like that, that you know is going to be so emotional for a guy like him, how do you sort of craft those questions and make sure to like capitalize and sort of recreate that moment for the fans? 
certainly having a personal relationship helps. You know, I've, I've covered Drew now for seven years, so um, knowing how players or coaches like to be asked questions, but I think most importantly as a journalist, it's getting out of the way and letting them talk. Don't make your question too long. Don't try to insert your own thoughts or feelings or analysis, especially when you have a guy like Drew who is so well-spoken. Let him go. Get out of the way and, and just point him in the right direction and really get in there at that emotion. Don't, don't try to show what you know. Let him really share with the fans and the folks listening. What are some other storylines in the NFL this year that you've really enjoyed or maybe looking forward to? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, we were just talking about it a moment ago. Uh, some surprise teams that have come on strong, like the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I have them this Sunday in Seattle. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see them up close and personal. I have been um, impressed with Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn and what they've been doing there for a long time. Matt going all the way back to when Mike Smith was, was uh, coach. I, I've always felt like they were right there. They just were missing one or two pieces that would make it click. So curious to see that. Um, always keeping up with certain players that you become fans of, whether they be former Saints players or former LSU players. That's always a highlight for me is getting to see everybody. Um, uh, probably one of the things that I'm most curious about is this whole um, 20 versus 25 kickoff rule. I think it has been um, – I, I, I don't think it's worked for the NFL. I think you've seen more returns and you're going to see more injuries and we're going to see that changed. Uh, unlike college where it worked more successfully, you have players in the NFL who have the skill level to put the ball exactly where the team wants. So uh, I, I'm curious to see how that shakes out, if we see that rescinded or not. Uh, the NFL doesn't usually change directions very much, but I think this is one they might have to. So the Panthers will travel to New Orleans to play the Saints on Sunday. The Panthers are obviously playing the Super Bowl this past February. Now are 1-4 and four at the bottom of the NFC South. You've covered them this season what have you seen from them, and what happened? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, we had them weeks two and three, and uh, we really both weeks. They lost week three, but for the beginning of the game, at least the first half, and certainly all throughout week two, uh, they just looked dominant. They didn't lose that many pieces. Josh Norman, their star corner, would probably be the largest one. And rookie James Bradbury, boy, he really seems to have stepped into those shoes perfectly. So uh, it, it's been odd to see the ups and downs for them. But, but I think it just goes to show what a hard league it is to win in. And, I mean, that, that margin of error, that, that win versus loss line is so razor thin. When they get their pieces back, their, their folks back from injury, uh, I, I, I think they're going to be a, a greater force to be reckoned with. But certainly the injury bug has bit them hard and been expensive for them early on. So one of those injuries being Cam Newton's concussion. With his status uncertain for Sunday, how do you think that affects the Saints game plan? Well, they should certainly run the ball a heck of a lot more. <laughs> um, I, I, or excuse me, Cam Newton really is, is the main part of Carolina's rushing attack along with Jonathan Stewart. So I think the Saints' run defense could be in for, for a really good day if they don't have to contend with those two in that running game. Um, Question marks being uh, the, the secondary. Um, that's a pretty young and new secondary for Carolina. Yeah, as I mentioned, they, they said goodbye to Josh Norman, and then just recently they also let go of Benet Ben Wickery. So it could be a good day for uh, the Saints receivers to really get things going, that aerial attack, and, and, and um, get, get 
back on track even more than we've seen. Uh, Drew loves to spread the ball around. That has certainly always been a staple and a strong point for the Saints. Uh, but I know those guys would love to have even more action. Absolutely. How do you think coming off the bye week affects the Saints? Hopefully well. <laughs> uh, certainly we should have some players back healthy, and that always helps. The bye week came at a good time. When the schedule initially came out, I thought, ooh, that's too early. We need it later in the season. But um, thankfully I was wrong. I think with all the injuries the Saints had piling up, it was a good chance to get healthy, especially coming off that win in San Diego, go out on a positive note, reset, um, and hopefully it's, it's given them a chance to evaluate and make some of the needed midseason adjustments, especially defensively. That San Diego game was interesting because the Saints had played four different new starters on defense, especially that linebacking core. They really shook things up. I think part of it was a wake-up call, putting some starters on notice that these jobs are not guaranteed unless they perform better. Uh, and indeed, boy, you saw those guys battle and ball. So... Hopefully the bye week also gave the coaching staff a chance to see what's working well on defense, what's not working well, and, and how they can make some of those corrections. So some great analysis there, but if you had to pick one key for each team, having covered both of them going into this game, what would that be for you? Sure. Um, well, Carolina, certainly they rely heavily on their, their run game, that balanced attack. Um, although I will say, uh, it's going to sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but Cam Newton impressed me this season. He has become much more of a passing presence in the pocket. Uh, he he used to the the majority of his attack and strengths used to come from his agility, his mobility. Uh, certainly, he still has that. But his ability to pass and to be a, a, a very good passer moving into the category of elite, has really come on strong. He's impressed me with that. But I'm going to go back to, for the Panthers, they need to be able to get that run game going. That's just a staple for them. Um, they have some good, big, wide receivers, but as a whole, their route running, except for Greg Olson, really isn't all that precise. Um, so I think they need that run balance. And for the Saints, I think it's getting the defense just at, at, at that midway level. You know, they don't have to totally win games. If they can just hang on and keep – the keep keep the Saints in it, Drew Brees and that offense will lead the charge and explode. But they have to be at least 15th to 20th ranked. You know, we can't have bottom of the league stats consistently in run defense, pass defense, takeaways. They, they've got to be more opportunistic and stronger. Thank you very much for your time, Jen. And we'll look forward to hopefully having you back on our Saints sidelines at some point this season. Anytime. I love it. Thanks for having me. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us October 26th through 30th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of fresh, delicious 100% natural chicken. All to raise money for Friends of Children's Hospital. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Don't miss any of the New Orleans Pelicans action this season. 
Pick the four games that are right for you. The Pelicans Pick 4 plan presented by Domino's guarantees seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including matchups against Golden State and Cleveland. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. To pick your four games, visit pelicans.com today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm going to wrap things up on this Friday here in Metairie on Airline Drive. And it is a beautiful Friday. It's a beautiful black and gold Friday. Aside from the fact that both Cassie and I are a little under the weather. So thank you for sticking with us here <laughs> and bearing with us as our voices are not ideal this week. I know. It happens every time the seasons change. It never fails. But I love the weather, so I really can't complain. It's been beautiful <laughs> this week. I had a friend visiting yesterday, so we went all over town and like still sweating a little bit, but yeah. not that gross August. You can't be outside sweat. I know. My hair doesn't frizz up anymore. I know. It's great. It's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> So uh, do you have any fun plans for this weekend? Are you going to catch any of the college football games? I'm definitely going to be watching some of the games on Saturday. Going to be at the Saints-Panthers game Sunday. So it's going to be a great weekend of football. Fun. Yeah, I'm going to the Tulane game tonight. Got to represent for my alma mater. (laughs) (laughs) We're playing Memphis at Yeoman Stadium at 7 and we're three and two, but Memphis is four and one. So it should game. be a good game. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And then, of course, LSU plays Southern Miss tomorrow at Tiger Stadium. Kickoffs at 6.30 p.m. And that should also be a good matchup. Yeah. Southern Miss is four and two. LSU, LSU is excited to get back into action after that Florida game being canceled last week. Too. I know. They just rescheduled it. Mm-hmm. So that's at good. LSU. At LSU. So that's going to be interesting. People are <laughs> pissed. I know. And then on Sunday, of course, we have that Saints game at home in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome against the Panthers. Kickoff is at noon. Tickets are still available in the Panthers section. And there's going to be a lot of – it's going to be a good matchup. Definitely. Make sure you pull out your Saints app and are playing that Saints Extra Downs game presented by Xbox. It's a really fun, predictive game. You can win some great stuff. Like you predict who's going to have the most touchdowns, things like that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love the the predictive games. And then also after, make sure you tune into the Saints postgame show presented by Verizon. That's going to be hosted by Sean Kelly this week. And you can watch it on NewOrleansSaints.com and on your Saints app. If you don't already have the app, make sure you go download it on in the App Store or on Google Play. It's great. You can access player stats, videos, highlights, all sorts of good things. Um, and plus, you can play Extra Downs presented by Xbox during the game while the game's happening. And then we can't forget to talk a little bit of basketball because Pelicans season is right around the corner. The Pelicans just got back from China against two games against the Rockets. Um, and they're back practicing. We have a game coming up on Tuesday against the Hawks. That's going to be in Atlanta. So you can't see them at home just yet. But you can watch them at 630 on NBA TV. 
And you can listen locally on WRNO at that's 99.5 FM. I'm excited. I think a lot through a lot of the preseason games, we've been playing a lot of our kind of borderline guys who are looking to make the team while mm-hmm. a lot of teams have been playing their starters if you watch the Rockets games which I did they're at 6 30 in the morning so if in you were up with me watching those games you are dedicated and I appreciate <laughs> you um but the Rockets had James Harden in in the fourth quarter and we were playing like great guys that like are looking to make the team like trying to make a name for themselves and we were we were down there for a while but we made a comeback at the end and like we're playing these guys who are looking to make the roster versus Rockets starters so that right. I had a good feeling about that yeah. You know, like we we hung in there and these guys are getting good minutes, figuring out Alan Gentry's offensive system, getting back in transition. I saw some promising things there. My Duke guy, Quinn Cook, 20 points, eight assists <laughs> in that game on Wednesday. So just saying. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. some serious dedication to wake up. Because I know in Beijing, I think they're 13 hours ahead. Mm-hmm. And I remember waking up to my phone, looking at my Pelicans app, which if you don't have it, little side note download it <laughs> looking at my pelicans app and i had all these notifications for the score and mm-hmm. i was like wait, <laughs> wait. like i right? was asleep during the whole thing so it's so funny to you getting emails from like our team like our um digital media team that was there because they'd be emailing us all night and i'd wake up for like they had they just had a whole day and so we had a whole <laughs> day's worth of content and i was like i was asleep <laughs> but I know. they had a blast i know they're really excited to be back pelicans will be back in Metairie, practicing today, getting ready for that Tuesday games. They quick turnaround after all that yeah, jet lag. Trying to get, I was just about to say that jet lag is no mm-hmm. joke. It they took got in early yesterday morning, like two so two weeks to get back on <laughs> oh schedule. God, I can't even imagine. So hopefully that Hawks game is is a good one. And then you you can also purchase. Um, we have a four game ticket plan going mm-hmm. on, isn't that right? Yeah, so you can pick your four games for that plan. You get some free pizza in there, which presented by Domino's, which everyone always loves. I love loves. Domino's. And you get to pick your matchups, which is really nice because usually those things are set. Um, and we'll have that first home game coming up a week from next Wednesday against the Nuggets. So exciting. So I have exciting. my tickets. I'm ready for I'm it. so ready. And then we're going to have the Warriors later that week. So mm-hmm. getting right to it. Yeah, definitely. So Pelicans doing awesome. Saints hopefully have an, a win coming out on Sunday. And I think that's about it for today's show. So stick around, stay tuned. Next week, hopefully, we'll be coming back with a win. And then we'll be also talking about some Pelicans basketball, previewing that game against the Hawks, and hopefully another win with that as well. Definitely. So have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Friday. On the Black and Blue Report, Brian Cassie signing off. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.